podcast for women like you. Women in business across all industries. We've learned from experience how hard it can be to manage it all on your own. So we're here to answer your questions. Spill the tea. And be completely open and honest about the life of a business owner. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Female Founder. Happy Tuesday. How are y'all? We're really excited for you to hear this episode. We've got yet another brilliant guest on the podcast. We're so lucky to have such amazing guests. It's been like a pinch me moment today um, to have on this guest. So we've got on the lovely Caroline, who is the founder of Love Rose Lingerie. She is based in Edinburgh and her story is just so inspiring. Me and Sophie have just been in awe. So she was diagnosed with breast cancer um, and had a double mastectomy. Um, And then she then went on to found a lingerie brand Mm -hmm. to empower women that have been through similar things, help them find their confidence and love themselves and their bodies again. Um, She also pitched to Dragon's Den, which was a really interesting story to see how that went down. Yeah, like um, that's. I feel like that's one of my goals in life to be. Like yeah, instead. I bet it's really scary to yeah, go on that. I mean, she spoke about guts. how you know it is scary, and you do get some criticism back, which was really interesting to mm. hear. Um, so yeah, we'll strap in for this one. We're excited for you to hear it. you so much for coming on we're so excited to speak to you so we'll dive into sort of your journey because i know you've been through such a journey to get to where you are today so you can take as little time or as much time you want to explain it but if you could give our listeners a bit of a story about your journey how you started the business and how you got to where you are today okay i'll try my best (laughs) So I was first diagnosed in 2012 um, with breast cancer mm-hmm. and it was quite a shock because I had no symptoms. I just had a mammogram because I had lost a sister to breast cancer Yeah, and I think I'd had one a couple of years previous and it was all clear but then I put my head in the sand. I just decided I didn't really want to know, but my doctor made me go for one. Just yeah, and yeah, they found some cells that were um, shouldn't have been where where they were, and so that was 2012. And that year, kind of just I don't really remember very much about it. I had a lot mm-hmm. of operations. They were trying to conserve as much of my breast as possible because of my age and yeah. ended that year just with um about 25 rounds of radiotherapy and wow. it was a hard year but it was done and dusted so I thought yeah but then it raised its ugly little head again in 2015 oh. it was just actually at Christmas time of 14 but I decided not to tell the children and um, just to keep it a secret almost because yeah. I just the thought of it ruining our, our time together as a family and whatever. And I had no mm-hmm. idea what that meant, um, you know, it coming back. Mm-hmm. But this time it invaded the rest of my breast, so I had no option. I had to have a mastectomy. And um, they thought it would be a good idea that I had a double mastectomy because wow. there potentially was a little bit of shading in the other one Mm -hmm. and so yeah that's what I did in 2015 and 
I guess, you know, I'm a really quick healer and all my scars healed pretty quickly. Um, you know, I had a few revision ops, but nothing major. I was just so happy it was gone out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, and so life went back to normal-ish, but you change after a diagnosis. Um, this, you know, this, you I are suppose it's a completely life-changing thing that happens to you, isn't it? You yeah. know, unexplainable. Yes. And I think um, there's this kind of like, you know, two sides to it. One is you absolutely get to appreciate um, a new lease of life. Yeah. From the very, very small things. And your gratitude list goes up enormously. Um, yeah. And I think definitely for me, it was, yeah, it was life changing. And I, and I considered just how I was living my life and, and everything. And, um, but what I found was getting back to life. Um, I, yeah, first of all, for me, dressing is quite important. I've always loved fashion. Like yeah. Mm -hmm. um, years before. And um, I, you know, I cared about how I dressed. It made me feel good. It gave me a sense of an empowerment. And just for myself, you know, it's not for anybody else. It was always for myself. Um, and underwear was a, a huge part of that for me mm -hmm. also. Mm, yeah. Um, and I couldn't find anything. It was mm -hmm. just so depressing because I had reconstructed breasts that um, didn't fit into normal bras you know yeah. uh, when you're considering milliliters um it is a different situation yeah. To, yeah you know like your your normal d cup or c cup or whatever mm -hmm. um so yeah i ran out of many shops kind of in floods of tears because they didn't oh, really know i bet that was like yeah really difficult journey for you wasn't it you know mm. like confidence wise as well i bet it knocks Totally. Like, I mean, I think um, you you feel pretty low anyway because yeah. everything are all over the shop. Mm -hmm. And then it's almost um, insult to injury that you're left with um, a beige kind of black and white scenario in yeah. uh, the corner of a high street store, usually under a broken light with, um, <laughs> you know, rows and rows of these beige and colored formed bras and yeah. I just thought no I'm sorry but being five foot two putting on a bra like that you know <laughs> starting at my neck and finishing at my waist mm -hmm. I just thought I, no this is not acceptable and I yeah. was out for dinner with my daughter Mia and I just thought I'm going to do something about it um yeah and yes that was where Love Rose idea kind of germinated and and that's, yeah, I just thought I, I have the ability to change something up here. Yeah. So I approached it from a completely different angle to the medical brands, which um, are the most predominant on the post-surgery market. I went at it from a complete aesthetic point of view. Yeah. I felt was missing. So color. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to use sustainable fabrics. That was really important to me. Um so I looked for really kind of luxe fabrics, uh, meshes, everything soft. Um, I decided I didn't want underwires because 
that was the most uncomfortable thing for me after mm -hmm. my surgery was yeah. even though my scars had healed and some people can wear an underwear uh, underwire yeah i couldn't and also psychologically i don't think i really wanted to yeah um so yeah i set about designing these putting in worked with like a great surgeon at the western general hospital here in edinburgh and yeah just really just collated as much information research reached out to loads of people um did surveys to see if they felt like that as well or if it was just me <laughs> yeah <laughs> they did um and so i positioned it at the higher end of the market because it was the fabrics i wanted to to kind of use yeah. and it was that element of choice that was just not available at all yeah like mm -hmm. we you know went into this to disrupt this market we wanted to offer people a choice so yes you can go to some of the high street stores and get a bra for 25 pounds um but you know it is 25 pounds uh, you know worth of a bra and yeah. i think that what we were trying to do was just offer another choice mm -hmm. uh, and so yeah so that's how love rose was born and that's was amazing what was like i would love to know like what was your first step that you took you know when you had the idea you're like right i'm gonna change the industry you know something needs to happen you obviously had the conversation with your daughter what was the first step that you took was it you know doing the research was it looking at manufacturers first thing i did was i went and i did research yeah. i looked into everything that was available on the post surgery mm -hmm. market and to be fair i had actually done quite a bit of shopping research myself true yeah, yeah. <laughs> at that point i was in the search i you know initially i had no intention of doing this like i was yeah. online all the time trying to find some underwear that i could wear mm -hmm. um, yeah and that made me feel like a little bit of the old me you know yeah. mm -hmm was that girl who matched her pants and bra under mm -hmm. her you know gym clothes so yeah I, I wanted to find a little bit of that again and yeah um and yeah and so i couldn't and so the the very first step was the research the second step was pinning down some designs what did i want what mm -hmm. did i feel i would wear you know mm -hmm. and then i got focus group and I worked with people with all different outcomes. So people who had a single, double mastectomy, yeah. um, people who had just wide incisions, which is like scooping out, um, people who just um, had a reconstruction, perhaps with, um, it's called a DF flap. So it's using your, your tummy as a reconstructed, so your own body okay, yeah. reconstructed. So that's more, like a normal breast, but slightly heavier generally. Mm -hmm. And I worked with people of all different shapes and sizes. Um, people who, who are going through chemo, they have different um, issues. You know, your body changes through your whole cycle of yeah. cancer journey. So you swell up, you, you know, you, if you are on, um, you know, any of the drugs, unfortunately, they kind of, you know, swell you as well. And mm -hmm. yes, yeah, so you have different different situations going on. So yeah. 
basically the first collection was designed around trying to give something for you know everyone yeah yeah because yeah, i didn't realize you know as you just said i didn't realize there were different outcomes you know like obviously if you're on the journey of chemo those changes whether you're having a full is it mastectomy mm-hmm. is that is that how you terminally say it yeah, um yeah. or the half or yeah people, people opt to go flat um mm-hmm. so actually we're, we're com- we have a bra a flat bra designed um, also because yeah I mean everybody's journey is different and everybody's mm-hmm. body is different and so the choice that might be available to some people may not be available to others it does depend on your surgeon and what they choose for you yeah yeah and what's right for you at the stage and do you and you know the other brands you say they were already on the market and stuff do they cater for these different outcomes and body different they do do that yeah so they they just um i feel it's approached in a slightly different manner um yeah. i think that a lot of these medical brands they make prosthesis as their main that is their you know their main kind of business and mm-hmm. then they think rats to hold the prosthesis so i i just feel that there's there's not much um what's the word love gone into yeah yeah approach. um and i feel a lot of them haven't um maybe kept up with what's what's happening in mm. surgery um but that's just my personal opinion i couldn't find yeah. something and and that's what i started out with i didn't even know it was going to turn into love rose yeah yeah but Love Rose, it, Rose was my sister who... who I was just going to ask oh, you where the name came from, yeah. Oh, and I love that you went down, like, the lingerie route because I feel like people are quite backwards in the way they think about lingerie. They think you get it for your partner to impress them or, you know, for other yeah. reasons. But I think it's it's for yourself. Like, you feel, yeah, so, you feel so put together when you're wearing a really nice set, mm. even though no one else knows it's there. It's just like a piece of you. It's, a, com- it's a confidence thing, isn't it? Yeah. So, so I love that you've gone down that route and, and it's more for making you feel confident again and like your old self again, rather than like, yeah. oh, it's for my husband or my partner. I think that's amazing. I think dressing yourself in the morning, you know, what you don't really want to be is reminded that you are a survivor or a victim or anything Mm -hmm. in that. Because I think to move on psychologically, like, um, and for your well-being and emotional kind of um, wellness, you you actually want to be able to go into your underwear drawer, see that there's like even the fact that you can have a matching pair of you know pants to go with it, med- with mm-hmm. the same and same colorways, um, yeah. And, and you just think, yeah, I'm worth it, you know. And, yeah. and bras are of the higher price point, but you, if you look after them properly, value per wear. Mm-hmm. is you're gonna get that yeah exactly the quality is there and this is it you've sort of priced yourself at you know the higher end but you've you've got the higher end materials mm-hmm. you've got the higher end research you know you've yeah. got that all you pay for that yeah. when you buy yeah the lingerie but they're well and truly engineered so mm-hmm. you know, that was all part of the three-year kind of development of the products before 
we we went to market um, mm. so it's all of these things that are considered and they're designed for people post, for, who have been through surgery okay mm-hmm. um, but like I, I do have a lot of clients as well who wear my bras who haven't had surgery because they want yeah. to work with a free kind of healthy you know and um, sustainable factors so there's yeah there's lots of things um but it was designed for my post-surgery ladies and yeah um, i don't want to really deviate too much away from too much um yeah there's nothing on this market that is worth billions of pounds you know the lingerie Mm -hmm. market the mainstream one and really ours is just a very small yeah and um you know, I hear the word niche a lot when mm-hmm. I speak to investors and things, and they go, "It's a little bit niche." Well, yes, it may be, but it there is, is a need for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Going on from that, we would like talks was about your experience on Dragon's Den, and mm-hmm. you know how you found that and uh, dealing with the investors. Yeah, um, we were. Really I remember intrigued. some of what, weren't some of them saying it was a little bit niche, or there wasn't like a wide enough market for it. How how was that for you? Yeah, I mean, I would have to say that my experience on Dragon's Den in general was um, a very positive one. Mm-hmm. Um, Good. You know, um, Peter Jones, he thought that I was very brave to come on and tell such a personal story, but he lo- yeah. he did love um, the brand. However, it is a very expensive journey to mm-hmm. um, produce any manufacturing, especially now we have uh, Brexit and all of the things that go yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, what we went on looking for, he knew wouldn't even touch touch the mm-hmm. signs of my brand and and you know i think for investors they need to have some kind of um interest and mm-hmm. so um angel investors are generally better for my kind of brand because they're in it because they want to be involved in a purpose-led brand that mm-hmm. is doing good things and making change in a positive way and yeah. are in from where we stand we're doing positive things for women who have been who've had no choice in having breast cancer and have yeah. no choice in having surgery but love rose is giving them a choice in underwear mm-hmm. and, and so yeah i would say there was probably one person on on the the den who um felt i should be making bras for everything to do with breasts um <laughs> <laughs> But, but you know it it was a male and he he also just didn't realize i guess the difference between a breastfeeding bra and a post-surgery bra and how how did that make you feel then because obviously as a male like he is not going to (laughs) comprehend like the differences in women the journey you've been on and obviously did you sort of take insult to that because of the journey you've been on and how you opened up to them? Like, mm. how did that kind of make you feel? I think when I have been in many rooms with male investors, and yeah. uh, there is zero understanding yeah. of, um, you know, bras being uncomfortable or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. 
ones, I think I'm going to bring in some barbed wire and just put it in their shit. <laughs> <laughs> you should. <laughs> and say, right, you wear that for the entire meeting and then, and then we'll have a conversation. But um, I do think it's just a little bit of ignorance. And mm-hmm. I, I, I say that even about anything to do with... Um, with breast cancer is is that educating people on how to check themselves, educating people about the emotional, psychological and and mental health aspect of recovery. It it is all to be learned. And I Mm. think it's just definitely more difficult, I think, for men to understand the impact um, on your confidence and your your mental health um, and I guess we yes we make bras but I always kind of look at it as we are selling confidence we are selling empowerment yeah. we, we're selling the idea that um, you can feel beautiful and and that all it comes down to just offering somebody uh, something like every other woman can mm-hmm. yeah. go into any shop and purchase. So obviously as men, they're not going to be able to comprehend, mm-hmm. you know, the feeling of feeling confident, the feeling of feeling luxury as a woman. Yeah. And um, to do with like your breasts as well. I feel like if you do have that surgery where you, you no longer have them, that's some, in society, that's what is makes you a woman, isn't it? Yeah. That's what makes you know men think she's womanly and she's sexy but i love the power and taking back of like i don't need breasts to be a woman yeah like like, just having this like lingerie to make you feel confident yeah i don't think your breasts should define you exactly you know especially when they've tried to kill you (laughs) yeah exactly you know i i just my you know um, I miss my breasts. Of course, I course. do. Yeah, you know, because you lose your, you know, you well, you lose your nipples, you lose everything, and you lose sensation and feeling, and mm-hmm. um, and they don't really feel like they are part of you sometimes. But I chose to be reconstructed because for me, I wanted to keep um, a, a, the idea of a feminine shape. Yeah, um, but I absolutely appreciate like um other women's choice in in doing whatever they need like one of my models um who i i've had since the very beginning um when i met her had one breast and then it came back in the other breast and now she has gone flat Mm -hmm. and i love this girl so much she just inspires me she has what she calls a bag of boobs and they are (laughs) (laughs) right up to a g and she has bras to boot and she gets up in the morning and she thinks to herself i wonder what size i will be today yeah (laughs) that's amazing i'd love that i've never heard of that before i didn't even know you could do that you know, it is all about perspective and mm-hmm, yeah. it's all about how you choose to view uh, your life choices or what has been given to you. Um, and um, I think that positivity obviously comes with um, acceptance and loving yourself and, mm-hmm. and being okay and looking 
at the best outcome for you and how yeah yeah I think um you know like your business journey um do you sort of take that mentality into that then um you know thinking of the best outcome and you know trying to be grateful and positive for the experience like how have you found that um yeah I mean for me I think that anybody starting a brand um you know at during this time is yeah. mm-hmm. is uh, crazy <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm just going to be honest yeah and a tenacity and <laughs> an absolute end goal for to uh, remain um, positive and to mm-hmm. remain focused and to want to continue because it is not for the faint-hearted. I have to yeah. tell you. I mean, every obstacle you can imagine has been put in front of us from trying to launch mid-COVID um, mm-hmm. for for Love Rose and and then all of the other kind of economic issues that have happened yeah. since then. So really, for me, my women keep me going. I receive emails, you know, and they're, Caroline, thank you so much for starting this brand. Um, you've actually changed my life. Or, And, and that, that sounds crazy because I kind of think, oh, my God, like, how can I possibly do that? But it is just think the small things of somebody receiving their bras, putting them on. This girl said she hadn't shown her boyfriend her herself in her underwear mm-hmm. since her operation and she put oh. on her and she said I've just gone and flashed my boyfriend in the kitchen and <laughs> so wow I've got again. goosebumps oh. <laughs> that's fantastic and that that's what keeps me going yeah it does because I, you know I have to say it is really hard for a small brand like me to try mm. and compete with all the big boys but yeah, what keeps me going is the fact that I know I can make a difference to people's lives, and yeah, yeah, I I love it. I I love it. Good. Amazing. Would you would you say you got um much traction to the business after Dragon's Den, or is it just one of those things where? Because I always think the businesses that go on there that must change their life and be huge for that. Obviously, it's kind of like 9 million viewers watch BBC um, mm-hmm. and it definitely gave us a spike. Um, yeah. But I would say that um, I, would, I would say that more or less it's my people who put their bras up on their own Instagram and it's real people talking genuinely about our product is probably that's what gives us the best traction it's mm. word of mouth it is you know um yeah it's from one person to another and yeah. yes it, you know it gave us a, a tv kind of like appearance but but that's very short-lived it's it's mm-hmm. the people yeah definitely will become our customers and buy again and again um, do you do you yeah. sort of see that you retain your customers then because of because of the feeling I, I guess your products give your customers mm-hmm. like that's a feeling yeah. you can't get elsewhere is it yeah yeah I mean you know I think um once you as I said to you in the beginning you lose your confidence after mm. um, surgery it, you know it it doesn't matter how 
confident a person you were before but if your body's altered in any way and this this must just go for any kind of um operation or whatever but you definitely you lose a bit of your confidence and so we are online primarily and um, mm -hmm. that's how i sell and we have a sizing um guide and it's two measurements and it gets you into our love rose bra and we did mm -hmm. it in sizing like dress sizes because um, especially if you've been reconstructed not with your body but with implants mm -hmm. it's very difficult to just um, put them into an A, B, C, D, E, F, G pop. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so um, and also because when you are going through um, and you're on uh, drugs and whatever and you could be on them for five to ten years your body kind of fluctuates up mm -hmm. and down and so our kind of sizing allows a little bit of movement in in your months or in you know your time yeah and our last question that we always ask everyone all of our guests what advice do you have for young female entrepreneurs i would say that if you find something that you're passionate about and you think that um it would bring positivity and joy to your life i think go for it yes yeah. it will not be work and you do have to dare greatly but mm -hmm. i think it is worth it especially if you are doing something that is positive um and it is it makes creates change and it is better for the world yeah. and i do think that you know you will get maybe not monetary um yeah <laughs> uh, stuff from it but there's more there's more than that when you start a business i think it is um it has to be a passion and it, yeah you're right absolutely go for it do things like dragon's den do do anything that you think can help you to research and do more due diligence into your business and um yeah just absolutely mm. get out there do not be afraid to ask other people in your industry you know whatever that might be contact mm. people who run brands that are maybe doing what you would like to do in this country um don't be yeah. afraid to reach out people are really kind and i think in general people want to help mm. so yeah you know get on linkedin and do reach out to me go for it question. don't be afraid perfect well you heard it here first if you <laughs> if you've been thinking of a business idea or you're too nervous to start just, just go it. for it just do it start baby steps you know just yeah and you know you'll be running before you you know it crazy well do you want to um give a shout out to your business any instagrams people can follow or your website yeah well um our website is loveroselingerie.com mm -hmm. and don't be scared um because you know once you get into your love rose size it's really easy mm -hmm. um you're then able to order online um you know all the different colorways etc and yeah. um, i do do pop-ups as well so you know keep you know uh, an eye on my instagram which is mm -hmm. loverose.laundry uh, um mm -hmm. and yeah so we we post regularly and we share other people's stories and we're involved with all the charities so um yeah there's lots of information on our on our socials. perfect 
Amazing. Amazing. All right. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for having me. Wow. She's incredible. What what an incredible story what to a woman. have gone through all of that. Yeah. And then turn it into almost like her power. Yes. You know, like what a traumatic, you know, thing to go mm-hmm. through. And more women than we realise probably do. Yeah. Um and then turn it into such a successful business. And as now well. she's, you know, helping women mm-hmm. and empowering women that have gone through all this. And I mean, she was telling us some incredible stories. And about- I'm like here for the representation of lingerie as being for yourself yeah. and not for a man to appreciate. Yeah. Um, so I'm definitely going to be checking out the website. Yeah. So I absolutely loved having her on and I and would be... And like talking about Dragon's Dead. Yeah. And, you know, like that, you know, to see a woman that has gone through so much... Yeah. Stand in front of like them investors, pitch that idea. I would be shaking like, if I had she to do that. It's just incredible, honestly. So, um, we really hoped you enjoyed this episode and yes. took away that one piece of advice that was just do it, just start the business, just go for Life's it. It's too short, just Life start it. It's way too short. So, um, but yeah, as always, uh, make sure to be following following us on social media. That is at the Female Founders on Instagram and TikTok. And to be rating us five stars because, yes, please. again, more amazing guests, more amazing content, Yay. more people we help. So. And if, you've, if you want anyone to come on the podcast or if you want to come on the podcast with an inspiring business story, um, then send us a DM um, and we can chat about it because we love having guests on. It really excites us. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're going to wrap it up. We will see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Bye.